Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday, or whenever you're listening to this. I hope you're having a good day, but welcome back to another On My Mind episode. I'm coming at you live. It is 1030, and I I am unwell. I'm so tired, but I was like, I had the urge to record this podcast, spend some one-on-one time with you, and I thought it was time to do another advice sesh episode because it's been a little bit since my last one. I go, I love sharing my piece (laughs) when people ask me for advice, but I feel like sometimes it's really helpful to, you know, get an outside perspective. Is my advice always perfect? No. Do you have to take it? No. And if something goes wrong, I am not liable, but I thought it'd be fun. So I asked all of you to ask me some questions or anything you need advice on, on the podcast, Instagram. If you don't follow it, it's at my mind pod. If you want to check it out and you want to participate in future episodes, but yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. I was initially supposed to record this early. I know none of you care about this, but I'm just, I go, I actually haven't really had any human interaction today. So I kind of just need to talk here. I was supposed to do this probably like seven hours ago. But one thing about me and one thing I'm really starting to notice, and it's honestly frustrating, but I, it's just how it is, I guess. But I have the most energy and like motivation to do things at night. I have such horrible midday slumps and I have no desire or motivation to work. And, you know, I know motivation is not always there, but even just energy wise, I feel like I have so much more energy to do things at night and I'm so much more efficient with my time at night, which is so interesting. And it's frustrating because I wish I was naturally a morning person and I'm not. And I guess that's just the way my body is. You know, it is what it is. And I'm starting to try to lean into it. And kind of just listen to my body in that way, because if that's naturally just how I am, look, I've tried to be a morning person. I still try to wake up relatively early and, you know, do things in the morning, but innately my body just loves to be awake at night. So I'm trying to lean into that without staying up ridiculously late because I still like to have early mornings, even though I hate waking up, but I love being up early and I love the mornings, but I hate waking up for the mornings. Like if the morning could start at 11 that would be amazing. You know, I guess realistically the morning starts when I wake up, you know, so it could be like 12 p.m. But (laughs) anyway, I kind of like doing these later night episodes anyway, because I feel like it's more of a vibe. Before we get into it, I do have an exciting little announcement. If you follow me on the podcast Instagram, you already know this, but you guys, we hit 2 million listens on here, which means that somehow, somewhere, I don't know who, what, when, where, why, but this podcast has been listened to over 2 million times, which is so crazy. I'm like, What do you mean by that? What does 2 million people even look like? Because realistically, you know, when you talk about numbers of people or even like, I guess in another way, amounts of money, you don't realize how much that looks like. Like, I don't know what a million dollars in cash looks like. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine what a million people looks like. I don't even know if my brain could process that because I've seen stadiums of people, but even then, isn't that only like 50,000? Anyway, I'm kind of just freaking out about that. I'm like, wow. That's a lot of people who have listened to my voice and listened to my inner thoughts. And that's actually really scary and terrifying. But I know, you know, we're all close here. So I know all of my thoughts are safe with you, but I just wanted to say thank you. That is so, so cool. And I truly love the podcast. I'm so excited and happy that I started this. I feel like this is going to be something that I do for years to come. And I'm really excited to keep leaning into it and keep doing these episodes, having more guests on. I feel like one thing that I'm still trying to navigate, and you can let me know on 
the podcast Instagram in the most recent post, please comment because I actually do want your feedback on this, but I actually really love how this podcast, it doesn't really have too much of, I don't want to say structure, but you know, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's going to be a funny ass story time, so much humor. Other days it's going to be deep and personal. Other times I'm going to have a guest on other times. It's just silly. So I don't know. I feel like every week you're going to get something different. You never know what you're going to get. Let me know if you like that. And if you don't, <laughs> you can let me know, but that's probably not going to change. <laughs> um, I guess I kind of just want to feel validated. Like, is this okay with you guys? You know, I'm still trying to find my footing in the podcast world here. But for me, what I really enjoy is all the things. Sometimes I want to be deep. Sometimes I want to be silly and, you know, just talk about dumb shit that doesn't really matter, but it's fun to talk about. So anyway, with that being said, advice session number four, let's get into it. Little disclaimer. I really don't want to do a disclaimer, but I will because eh, you know what? I'm not going to do a disclaimer. Take it or leave it. You know, I feel like with these advice videos, I can only give such good advice based on the information I'm given. You know yourself better than anyone else. The people around you know you. So I don't know, I guess take all of my advice with a grain of salt. And with that being said, let's hop into these advice questions. Balancing social and school life. <laughs> I go, that's a great question. I'm still trying to figure out how to balance everything myself here. But I think the biggest thing that has always helped me is to obviously keep my priority straight. You know, both can be a priority, but I think what really helped me was, uh, well, you know, I honestly can't even remember what it was like being in school. It's been so long. But when I was in school, not gonna lie, sometimes I would put everything off to hang out with my friends. And then I would hate myself for that later. And I was like, oh, was that worth it? Because I would be doing schoolwork at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And then rotting the next morning and having the worst day because I'm so tired. So I think if you want to have a good social life during school, you really have to get your shit done early rather than procrastinating it. I know it sucks and it's so hard to not procrastinate because even till this day, I am only driven to do things that have like a deadline when it's the deadline is near. If the deadline isn't near, if I have an essay that's due in two weeks, I'm going to have no motivation, no drive, no desire to do it until 48, 24 hours before. And I can get it done like that. The thing is for me, and I don't, oh, this is actually horrible. But if I had two weeks to write an essay, it would probably take, and I started early, you know, and I was like a good, <laughs> a good student and I did it early. It would take me days to write. But if I left it to the last minute, I could probably still write a pretty dang good essay, you know, not really sacrifice too much quality, but get it done in a few hours. So I don't know, maybe that's just my brain. I don't know the way it like works. I feel like I work a little bit better under pressure, but you know, that isn't always the most convenient. Honestly, I don't want to say this, but you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> I go, school is only so important. And obviously, you know, I'm hesitant to say that because it does matter and it matters more to certain people, maybe less to certain people. So it really depends. But I feel like looking back on my time at school, I'm so glad I made time to be social because if I was only just school, 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 all of my memories of like high school and shit would just be me doing schoolwork all the time. And that's not fun. I feel like it's, you know, good to be social, good to make memories. And sometimes that does come with a price. I mean, it really depends because everyone has different 
schedules and levels of busyness. You know, some people like have athletics on top of that or clubs that they do different after school activities. And so if you're really looking to balance social and school life, I think you have to make your own deadlines for yourself for school stuff set a timer, give yourself, you know, even if you can just get a little bit done so you don't save everything till midnight, past midnight, and you're always stressed because being stressed is literally the worst thing when it comes to school and you're scrambling. That is the worst feeling. But on the other end of things, the best feeling is getting your shit done beforehand so you can go have fun and, you know, just be with your friends, be social without having to worry that you're going to have to go back home to do all your school stuff. I feel like ultimately it just takes discipline and you know sometimes that's hard to build but if having that balance is really important to you that's something that you have to prioritize for yourself and learn and at the end of the day just know it is very doable to have both. You know you can't always have the best of both worlds but I do think that it's very very possible to have that balance and be happy and all that stuff. Wanting to drop out of college Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, how do I dive into that one here? Your feelings are very valid. I think especially in this generation, this is probably one of the first generations that so many people don't go to college. You know, back in the day, back when our parents were in school, grandparents were in school, or if they went to school, whatever. In their generations, prior generations, not going to college or dropping out of college was this, I feel like more of a taboo thing and it was like looked down on. And now I almost feel like it's looked at maybe as the goal or that's what more people are doing. It's much more common now these days. I think back then it was school or nothing. But now I think a lot of people realize that you don't have to go to school for certain careers and to thrive and be successful and be happy. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I really think you have to weigh all of your options here. You know, when it comes to dropping out of college, that is a very big decision. But at the end of the day, college is always going to be there. If you have an opportunity that presents itself, say you get a super cool job opportunity or opportunity to like travel the world or something, I don't know, whatever it is, opportunities like that don't come very often. But the thing about school is that it's always, always going to be there where some of these cool opportunities might not. That's kind of how I look at it for me. If I need to go back to school, I will because it's always going to be there. But is this opportunity to, you know, do what I do and literally have content creation as my full-time career always going to be here? No. And do I know how long it's going to last? No. But I do know that school is going to be there no matter what. Honestly, sometimes you just need a break from the academics because, you know, we're in school from kindergarten all the way till high school. That's 12 years of school And there's no break in between high school and college where you, you know, go to university for four years, sometimes eight years, sometimes 12 years. It's like your whole life revolves around school for the entirety of your childhood, teenagehood and young adulthood. And so sometimes we just really need a break. So maybe you dropping out of college looks like taking a gap semester or a gap year. I think you really just need to do what's right for you. Obviously weigh your options, have a little bit of a plan so your mind can be at ease. And, you know, if your parents aren't supportive of it, I think having a plan will kind of make their minds a little bit more at ease about it because you do have to realize that, like I said, their generation, it wasn't as common to drop out of college, to not go to college. So their perspective is a little bit different than I think Gen Z's perspective is because I feel like if you talk to most, well, I don't want to say most, I don't want to generalize too much, but I think our generation, Gen Z is a lot more understanding of people who don't go to college, whereas prior generations just really aren't. So if it's something you really want to do, 
and it really feels right and you've thought about it, you've thought it through, you know, it's not like a boom, quick and easy decision. Suddenly you're dropping out of college. I do think you have to put some thought into it and plan a little bit for what you're going to do with your time and all of that kind of stuff. So you can, you know, put your mind at ease too, but I say go for it if it's right. And you'll know if it's right. How to not be so jealous of other people's success? This is a really good question. And I appreciate them asking that because, you know, sometimes it's hard to admit that you get jealous of other people's success. I think jealousy is a very normal human emotion to feel. You're not a bad person for feeling jealous, but it is a shitty feeling to have because it almost makes you feel like you're not doing enough in a certain way. My biggest advice to that is to just know that someone else's success doesn't take away from your own. There's endless amounts of success to go around for everyone, you know? Let's say your best friend is, you know, finding great success in school or her work. That doesn't mean that you can't either. When I have experienced feelings like that, I kind of had to talk to myself a little bit and be like, okay, why am I feeling these things? Is it because I feel like they're doing something that I can be doing, but I just don't believe in myself enough to, so I'm jealous that they're doing it and I'm not? Am I just feeling insecure about it? You know, trying to kind of dissect my feelings there. But I think ultimately what has kind of helped me squash those feelings, I haven't felt like this in a really long time. I think I used to back in the day just because I would compare myself a lot. But nowadays I think it's just so important to pour into yourself. If you're focused on what other people are doing, what other people are achieving, you're never gonna get where you want to be and where you need to be because you're gonna be distracted and comparing yourself. You know, we all have different journeys and different timelines for things and you can't really compare your story to someone else's because all of our journeys look so, so different. My friends make fun of me and they don't know that sometimes it bothers me. Honestly, I think you need to be honest with them because it's not going to stop if you don't voice your opinion. You know, sometimes it's hard to speak up for yourself and I'm pretty sure they're not doing it intentionally. You know, some people just have that type of sense of humor, but if you're sensitive to that, that is very valid and it would be a problem if you voice it to them and they're still doing that because then they would know they're hurting your feelings. And if they're your real friends, you know, and they know you're, that some of the things they say hurt your feelings, I think they'll stop. So ultimately, you know, they can't read your mind. That's something with a lot of situations in life. When I'm scared to tell someone something or speak up for myself, I have to remind myself that people can't read my mind. If I just sit back and let it happen, it's going to keep happening. And like I said, if they're good friends, if they're true friends, you know, I, I think you should be able to open up and talk to them. Even if it's scary, just kind of rip the bandaid off because you don't want to keep feeling like that when you're around them, you know? <laughs> I love this question so much. This is probably my favorite question of the entire episode. How do you start a new era? Also, love you, big heart. I love you too. I love this question. You know, if you've watched my latest YouTube videos or if you've listened to a recent podcast, you're probably also so tired of me saying, I'm in my blank era. Like, shut the f up. Like, we get it, Ava. But listen, I am who I am. And it's just the best way I can describe things about how I'm feeling and how I'm doing. I'm in my blank era. So, you know, did I have someone comment on my YouTube video that they have to unsubscribe from me because it's so cringy and they can't stand me saying era? Yes, but I get it. You know, we, we said our farewells. I said goodbye, you know, no hard feelings. Anyway, to answer this question, how do you start a new era? Honestly, you kind of just have to declare it in your head 
to the people around you, you know, make a, make an Instagram post about it. I don't know. I feel like at any given moment, you can be in any era that you want to be. And that's why it's so fun because I feel like right now I'm in my hot girl era, which I just made a YouTube video about. It's a really good video if you want to go check it out on my YouTube channel. And I also feel like I'm in my why not era. I've been saying yes to a lot of things. I've kind of just been looking at things like, eh, why not? Let's like have fun. Let's do whatever. And so I really think it just comes to declaring it to yourself and then living it out. Living alone for the first time ever. There's no question here. <laughs> so I'm going to assume this person just wants advice on living alone for the first time. Duh. I'm reading between the lines here. It literally says that. I personally think that when it comes to living alone, especially for the first time, and especially when you are used to being around people 24-7, first things first is you have to know that it's not always going to be an easy transition. It looks fun when people make videos about it and when people, you know, in theory, it's like, holy shit, living alone sounds so fun. But, you know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. They're whatever. I'm not going to make you scared about it. But I think it's good to be realistic about it. Like, yes, you're going to be alone and there's you know, going to be times that you're lonely, but it also is just going to bring so much opportunity and so much independence into your life. And I feel like if you can tackle living alone, you can literally tackle anything. And it really just proves that you are all you need and that you're capable of doing literally anything you set your mind to. So I did want to say that. But I do think something that's really helped me is to have shows on in the background. Not that I'm necessarily paying attention to it all the time, but it kind of just has background noise. So I'll rewatch a show that I have watched a ton of times so I don't need to pay attention to it just so there's just so there's, you know, things going on and it's not like completely silent. I will have music playing, I have speakers around my apartment, I'll listen to podcasts. I also really now more than ever, I love calling people and I never used to be like a FaceTime person or a call person, but now I'm obsessed with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, who is free right now? Who's not at work? Who can I call? <laughs> who can I talk to? So, you know, you can still have that human interaction that is very necessary. And it's also so fun to invite people over, you know, have like a weekly date night with like a friend or, you know, someone, whoever you want to like invite over. I think having plans to look forward to is also really nice. Another thing that is so fun about living alone and makes it a tiny bit easier is to bring pieces from your prior home if you want to of course and that makes you happy I feel like I took a lot of pieces from my childhood bedroom with me and I don't know it just makes it feel very homey so it doesn't feel completely new I mean it still does honestly in general just creating a living space that feels so safe and comfy is literally so fun and I also think it's really nice to create a new morning routine for yourself create a new night routine and kind of just romanticizing your life because living alone is so fun and I wouldn't change it for the world. I think while, you know, it can be hard sometimes, there's just so much beauty that comes out of it. So that is my advice. I have kind of a few, kind of a lot of vlogs <laughs> on living alone on my YouTube channel if you want to watch it. But yeah, staying motivated as a small business owner and planning ahead with content. So I think when it comes to having a small business, you know, there's going to be seasons where your business does great and then seasons where it feels like it's flopping and you feel like a failure. I think that's just part of it. And knowing that that's how it is makes you feel better when, you know, you kind of are like, what is going on? There's definitely seasons for things. And I feel like when it comes to staying motivated, it is so important to know your why. Why did you start this business? What is your goal with it? You know, I think having your why be something like, 
helping people or providing something to people that, you know, they don't already have, you know, bringing happiness and joy into people's life, whatever it is, whatever your goal and mission with your business is, I think it's so important to hone in on that and really keep that at the forefront of your mind. Because for me, you know, with anything that I do, knowing my why helps me remain so much more, I don't even want to say motivated because honestly, the thing with motivation, it comes and goes. It's so unreliable. I think it really comes down to staying disciplined and that goes for the same thing, you know, even with like working out and stuff. Am I motivated every day? Absolutely not. But that's where discipline comes in. So I feel like the same kind of applies to this situation too. Being a small business owner is definitely hard sometimes. <laughs> it's not always easy. It's not always this glamorous thing, even though, you know, it's like having your own business is the dream. I feel like so many people want that and wish that they could do that. But there are a lot of parts to it that obviously people don't see. And it's very, not just, it's not a walk in the park. But that being said, if you're feeling down in the dumps about it, maybe you are going through a little bit of a slower season with it. I feel like romanticizing it. God, do I sound cringy saying this? I feel like with any situation in life, if it feels shitty, you just got to romanticize it. And I don't know if that's good advice, but moving on to your question about planning ahead with content, this is something I love. What I love to do with Sun Glow. If you don't know, Sun Glow is a business I started this summer. If you want to follow it on Instagram, it's at shop Sun Glow. There's a drop coming soon. Second drop. I'm so excited. But one thing that has helped me so much with planning content is having a content calendar. I've shown what mine looks like. I think the vlog is called a busy workday my life or something like that. It's one of my more recent videos and I show what my content calendar looks like and it basically outlines each day what's being posted on the brand Instagram stories, the brand feed on Instagram and TikTok. And we'll try to plan it maybe like a week, a week and a half, two weeks in advance, just so we're not constantly scrambling. Before I hired my creative assistant who literally introduced me to this, I every day was just posting random stuff. And, you know, given I didn't really know what I was doing yet, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. And now I have a bit of a better grip on things. But at first, every day I would just be like, oh shit, what am I posting today? What should I post? But now I know what I'm posting literally two weeks from now. And it's so nice to have things planned ahead. If you are feeling unmotivated with it, or not unmotivated, uh, maybe like uninspired, I think looking at your favorite small businesses' Instagrams and getting inspiration from them, obviously not copying it, but making it into your own is so helpful. That's something that I do. I will look at businesses that I admire and kind of just take notes and take some ideas, take some inspo, which is so, so helpful. I know I don't really talk too much about business stuff on here, but... I kind of wanted to answer this question because I thought it was fun. How do I deal with attachment issues? <laughs> I go, when someone has this answer, please let me know. I struggle with this too. And it's a hard and harsh realization to come to that, you know, having, I mean, having attachment issues is very real. Sometimes it's very scary. And it's scary because at any given moment, if something goes wrong or something doesn't go the way you want it to go, it will literally feel like your world is, you know, crumbling down. And that's a really scary feeling to put yourself out there like that and put yourself in that position. Something I think that's really helped me is knowing that, you know, this is going to sound really harsh, but personally, I have just thought that I feel like you welcome more things into your life that way because you're not holding it on with like an iron tight grip. Sometimes when you do that, it pushes things away more. I wanted to read this. I saved this a while back on TikTok and it says, nothing that is meant for you will ever pass you by. People will leave your life. It may be weeks, months, years without them, but anyone meant to be on your journey with you 
will always find a way back. Allow yourself to travel the world without fear of losing what you leave behind. Build deep relationships with souls you connect with along your way without becoming possessive. When you allow people, places, and things to flow in and out of your life as they please, you become a vessel for infinite abundance. And this really resonated with me because just like you, that's something that I've dealt with and it's a really hard thing because I don't want to be like that. And you know, it's a slow process to let go of your attachment to things. But when you do, you just let things flow in and out and you just let life take its course because so many things are not in our control. And when we let go of that feeling, it just frees us up for so many better things mentally. And, you know, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, but (laughs) I hope that advice helped. One-sided friendship because my bestie got a boyfriend. Talk to her about it and still see no effort. Ooh, the trope of your best friend getting a boyfriend and literally ditching you. I've been there, you know, and you just got to let them do their thing. And I'm not saying that you need to bend over backwards for her anymore, But I do think that still being there and remaining friends with her is important because it's not always going to be like that. You know, maybe they're in the honeymoon stage right now. And I'm not trying to make excuses for her. But being the friend who has been on where you've been, I feel like you could probably scale back a little bit just so you're not hurting yourself as much. And I also think it's important to find people who are in the similar stage as you. Find other single friends, you know. And that's okay for you to do because if your best friend got a boyfriend and she's kind of ditching you now, it's a normal thing that happens. And yes, it sucks, but I can almost guarantee you that it will not always be like that because, (laughs) oh my God, this is literally going to sound so brutal, but you know, what usually tends to happen is she ends up heartbroken and then, you know, things are back to normal again and she's hanging out with you all the time. I I don't know if that's really negative, but I've just seen it happen so many times. Okay, so statistically speaking, that is sometimes what happens. And if it doesn't happen, you know, because I do believe in love and I do believe in long-lasting, healthy, amazing relationships, I do think eventually when people get out of that honeymoon stage and they settle more into their relationship a little bit, balance restores a little bit more. Because right now the balance is probably thrown off. And I, you know, I've also been the friend that got a new boyfriend and I wanted to spend all my time with them. So I, I really empathize with both situations here. I think if you've already talked to her about it, you know, you've said what you needed to say. And I don't think you need to say anything again because you already said it. But like I said, I think it'd be important to find some single friends and, you know, kind of pour more into those right now. Getting out of your comfort zone, trying to be in my not giving a F-U-C-K era. I feel that 100%. I honestly think the best thing you can do with this is say yes to everything that comes your way opportunity-wise, experience-wise, people-wise, you know, just let things flow. If things come your way, say yes instead of being like, oh, but you know what I mean? And obviously within boundaries, like don't do like scary, crazy shit. But also if something cool comes up, say yes. Even if you're scared to do it. I think once you like tackle those fears of, I'm just speaking from personal experience here. A big fear that I had was just, I just had a lot of anxiety socially. And once I started to tackle it more, it just became easier and easier. And now I'm like, wait a damn minute. I have been so social. Who am I? Like I have had three to four plans a week with friends where usually I would have like one maybe. And that's just because I started saying yes to more things and being open to more things. I honestly think it just comes down to saying those, that one word, literally one word, three letters, one word. Yes. 
But I also will say, don't take that arrow too far because <laughs> sometimes when you're not in your not giving a frick era, that is dangerous territory. So proceed with caution, but have fun. <laughs> do you have more romanticizing your life suggestions for daily habits? Yes, I do. Honestly, putting on a speaker, putting on headphones, whatever, playing music from your phone and play some nostalgic music play some old school music play music that makes you romanticize your life like your favorite i have a playlist on spotify actually it's called feel good music i feel like any of those songs are really good to listen to if you want to you know say you're making your coffee and it's like oh my god i'm about to start my work day like this is so annoying i just want to get my morning routine done with play some music pretend like you're in a movie pretend like you're in an edit pretend that you are like an actress <laughs> in your own life. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like when it comes to romanticizing your daily little habits, it's the little things like that that make such a big difference. And something that helps me romanticize little moments in my life is to make little like TikTok videos about it, which sounds so dumb. And you don't even have to be like whatever, an influencer or a content creator to do that. You know, just take little video clips of your day or take little photos of little moments. I don't know, stuff like that just kind of helps me too personally obviously but usually the music thing and pretending like I'm in a movie will pretty much do it for me how can I stop being so scared of failure Ooh, you know I'm gonna answer your question like this if I wanted to stop being horrified of failure scared of it resistant to it I would literally do something that I know I'm gonna fail at to get used to it because failure is so important and sometimes failure teaches you more than success does. I think in a lot of ways, failure is redirection. And in so many ways, it can really be positive. It might not feel like that in the moment, but long-term, you know, there's so many things I look back on in my life that I quote unquote failed at. And really looking back, while it did feel like at the end of the world in that moment, looking back, I'm just like, wow, I'm so glad that happened the way it did. And you know, honestly, with anything in life, things play out how they're meant to. If you fail at something, if something doesn't go your way, that is because something else better and different is coming. Even if you can't see it right now, I promise that it is. Hopefully that advice makes sense. But yeah, sometimes you just gotta do the thing to stop being resistant to it and so scared of it. Because honestly, failure is... I go, failure is great. No, well, you know, it doesn't always feel great. But you learn more from it. And you get redirected to what you're really meant for. How do I stop overthinking all my social interactions, aka analyzing what I said for days after? I totally feel that because I used to be that person and it was so crippling being like, you know, just literally thinking of a conversation I had days before and overanalyzing it and being like, holy shit, why did I say that? Do they hate me? Like, do they think I'm weird? Whatever. And you know what I kind of, the mindset shift that I had to get over that. And I haven't, you know, I haven't really dealt with that in a while since knowing this genuinely, I do not remember anything that people say unless it's like outlandish as hell you know obviously then but little minute things and that's usually what we're worrying about is like little things that happen in a conversation maybe you like stuttered over your words or you said something that you think was a little bit weird if you didn't say something absolutely crazy that like knocked people's socks off they're not gonna remember honestly like do you remember little things in conversations that people did when i thought of it like that i was like dude, I honestly have no idea what anyone has ever said to me in my life. Like there's not one moment that I can think of that I'm like, ooh, that was weird that they said that. And I was like, you know what? The same applies to me. 
and that helped me so, so much. Ooh, this one is fun, a little bit juicy. How to know if I like someone or I'm only physically attracted to him? <laughs> that is a good question because I feel like a lot of times, you know, our judgment gets clouded a little bit if the man is attractive because that has happened to me so many times and they were literally like I look back and I'm like the guys that I liked that were you know like a not no guy I've ever met is like a 10 out of 10 come on let's be honest like eight or nine did I actually even like them it's a hard issue to figure out so I'm right there with you you know still working through that to this day but I think it's important to look at other attributes to him other than his looks and be like do I genuinely like his personality? Does he, you know, make me laugh, make me feel good things? Do we have good conversations together? Is the only thing going for him his looks? Because beauty fades, baby, but personality stays forever. So I feel like you have to look at his other characteristics and be like, do I like these about him? Because I feel like, you know, while looks might be the first thing that attracts you to someone, that's not gonna be what makes you stay. So looking at his other parts to himself, that's not his body and not his face will definitely help you be like, do I really like these things about him? You know, you gotta ask yourself those questions. How to not care about other people's opinions about you. You know, I think what it really comes down to is knowing that other people's opinions about you have more to do with them than they do about you. And a lot of the times if someone is hates you or is mean to you, that's more of a reflection of them and how they feel about themselves than it truly is about you. So knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, do anyone's opinions about you really matter? You know, obviously more are more important to you than others, like your family, your friends, your close friends, whatever, and people that are close to you. But ultimately it's what you think about yourself that matters the most because you're the one who has to, you know, be with you for the rest of your life. And if other people have bad opinions about you, they're really only judging a small piece of the puzzle because you know yourself, you know yourself better than anyone else. And honestly, when it comes down to it, I feel like the people who know you best have a little more validity in their opinions. <laughs> That's not a real word. That's really embarrassing. I promise I'm not dumb, but their, their opinions on you are a little more valid if someone knows you better just because, you know, they have more to base it off of. But if it's some random person in your class or that you work with and they don't even know that much about you and they are mean to you and think you're whatever, all these different types of negative things, I guess. Like I said, they don't even know you well enough. So it's like they're really judging a small piece of the puzzle. And even if people close to you maybe don't have the best opinions, like I said, it's all about you. It all comes down to you and what you think about yourself. Are friends with benefits worth it? <laughs> no, I hate to say it. I'm sorry if this is like horrible news for you to hear, but I'm telling you 95% of the time it does not end well. And it, you know, yes, it might be fun. Yes, it might make you feel good in the moment, but long-term does it make you feel good? Because ultimately when people say no strings attached, someone always ends up getting strings. You know what I mean? Like one side of the party always ends up getting feelings and the other one's like, whoa, I thought we were just friends with benefits. Like what is going on? And I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to give that piece of yourself to someone you're just friends with and then not get attached to them. Because when you are with someone, and you have sex with someone that creates an attachment. And I think for a lot of people, anyway, I feel like literally chemically you're, you just get attached that way. And so if you're doing that with someone who you're just friends with, sometimes it might ruin the friendship. Other times, you know, it just leaves you feeling confused and lost. So I don't know if they're always worth it, 
But if you were like my best friend, (laughs) you know, if I put myself in like that best friend position, I'd be like, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. No matter what I say, no matter what I warn you, I will be here for you. If things go south, I hope things don't, but you really have to set your expectations with them and be honest. Like, yeah, I feel like that's what it comes down to because usually it just turns to shit when people aren't on the same page and they're not being honest. You just have to be really honest about what you want out of it and honest with your feelings with each other as it goes on. Because once someone starts catching feelings, I feel like that needs to be voiced and whatever. You know, I am the last person to judge. One thing about me You can tell me some crazy stuff and I'm not going to judge you. Personally, I don't think I could do that, but you know, that's a personal thing. Everyone has their own beliefs and what they want to do and how they feel about certain things. And you know, what I've learned is that some people can handle that emotional side of it. And like, sometimes it's really traumatizing. Some people handle it. I personally can't. So that's like my boundary for myself. i can't do that. But you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I go, (laughs) there's only so much context that I have here. I need more context, but I hope that advice was helpful and just be honest and be careful. I'm getting a lot of questions about how to navigate change and, you know, starting a new chapter of your life. I feel like I need to make a whole episode on this because I totally relate to that right now. I just got out of a three, like and a half year relationship. And so I feel like I've started a new chapter recently. And I think the best thing that's come out of it is realizing that there's a whole era of self-discovery for you to be in when you're starting a new chapter. And when you're starting a new chapter, you have all the ability to write that chapter for yourself. And it's so amazing because in this new chapter, there's going to be new characters, new plots, you know, just new things to come. And it's obviously so scary. Change is scary. But change is so important and change is the only constant thing in life, unfortunately, sometimes. But, you know, if there's one thing about change and starting a new chapter, it's that there's so much good to come. There's so much good to come that you just don't even know about yet. So I feel like the less resistance you have towards it, the more you allow these things, you know, to flow. How to be a better version of yourself. Ooh, I think we're going to end off with this question because there's a lot I can say here. So I'll kind of dive into it. But I think when you want to become the best version of yourself or just a better one, the best thing that you could do is visualize. So visualize what your best self look like. What does she eat? What does she wear? What does she like to do? What are her activities? What is her, I don't know, just different things like that. Like what kind of things does she do for herself? If you can envision this ideal version of yourself, and picture what she does, you know, to be that amazing version, then you can apply that to yourself now. And the thing is, you have all the ability in the world. Every single person listening to this, I hope you know that. You have all the ability in the world to become the best version of yourself. Is there one complete version of us that is amazing that exists? Yes. But also at the same time, I feel like it's an ever-evolving thing. Like it doesn't stop at a certain point. So while I do think the best version of ourself exists. I think it's always changing and always looking different as we go through different phases in life. So, you know, it's always a process, but I truly feel like we have all the ability to get there. So if you can envision, truly visualize that version of yourself, you know, I feel like this could even be like a good journal prompt. What does she do on a day-to-day basis? What do her habits look like? 
you know, just all those little minute things and apply that to your life now. And I feel like that's how you'll get where you want to be and feel good. It's honestly, that's what it's all about, right? Is feeling good, feeling good about yourself and good about what you're doing. I feel like that is probably a good start to getting there and we can all get there and we will. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That was jam-packed. I have the urge to literally answer a hundred more. I think we need to do these advice sessions a little more often because there was so many good questions. Thank you to everyone who submitted one and I will definitely be doing more in the future. Let me know if that sounds good to you. You know, honestly, when I give advice, even in real life, like even to my friends, sometimes I black out when I give advice because I'm just like, you know, it's a lot to, (laughs) it's a lot to process and give like good advice on sometimes because you don't want to give shitty advice and then take the blame. So, you know, take what I said with a grain of salt or don't take it seriously. I don't know. Just don't hold me liable (laughs) if it goes south. But if it goes well, I go, if it goes well, give me credit. Amazing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. It's like too late now and I'm getting the giggles. So I am going to sign off, but I hope you have an amazing rest of your day because you deserve it. Go do something that brings you joy. And I will talk to you all next Wednesday. That was everything and all the advice on my mind. Bye.